Brew Strong is brought to you by Blickman Engineering, home of the top-tier brewing stand. Visit them online at BlickmanEngineering.com. Time for the beer radio you've been looking for. This is the show that dispels myths, tackles the toughest topics, and makes no apologies for geeking out on beer. Hosted by two guys that drink before they think. Jamil Zainashev and John Palmer. This is Brew Strong. Hey, howdy, hey, my Bruin brothers and sisters. Greetings, greetings. All right. It's progasm, progasm, progasm time. Or pregasm for us that are really eager about it. <laughs> I think we should have different theme music then if it's progasm. <laughs> it's pregasm. Yeah, so excited about the show. You can't wait. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We are excited. We are excited every day. Um, John, speaking of excited, are you excited about going to Australia? I'm very excited about going to Australia. Uh, a lot of my good friends down there, and uh, yeah, yeah. it's gonna. It's been a couple of years, so you know, they're, I'm interested to see what new beers they have, and um, yeah. It, it'll just be a great time. You're becoming quite the international traveler. I remember when we went on our first Australian yeah. adventure. That was like your first time outside the U.S., right? Yeah, it really was. I mean, outside outside North America, at any rate. Right. Uh, right. Yeah, it was. That was a great time. Um, I guess you know it'd have been nice if um, the plane flight were a little shorter, but uh, <laughs> oh well, you know. It's, and the person the next bad. to you on the plane not farting as much. <laughs> oh, that was me. Yeah. yeah well, the yeah. bad part was when my my I had taken my glasses off to uh, go sleep, and then sometime it, you know during the flight they fell to the floor and and slid and up I like ten on rows. Them. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Pardon me. You're rooting Look around people's chair. feet and crotch. Yeah. Let me just reach around there. I don't remember <laughs> that. I must have been passed out at that point. Yeah. yeah, it was probably like three in the morning local time. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, well, I, I think I was taking Vicodin at the time. Yeah, uh, you were <laughs> pillhead. <laughs> that a couple of beers, you know, I was out. I wasn't. I wasn't gonna, you know, be awake for that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. speaking of that, I just saw a product <laughs> in the grocery store yesterday called uh, Zquil. Yeah, <laughs> it's like n- not Nyquil for colds, with, not uh, for flu, but to, just sleeping, just to knock you out. It's like fifty <laughs> percent yeah. alcohol and. Uh, a couple of codeine mixed in. Yeah. Nice. That's a good American product right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you've been, you've been traveling all over. You're in Brazil. You went to Mexico. You're going to Buenos Aires. You got, like, yeah. Yeah, you're just... Yeah, I got, uh, I got Mexico coming up again in September. Inter- international man of mystery here. Uh-oh. I think he's yeah. working for the, the government. He's like a, he's a, a, he's new, a assassin. new James Bond. Yeah. Guy. Yeah, I'm looking forward to going to like someplace, you know, like Norway in January. That'd be fun. 
yeah. It's not as fun as you'd think. Uh, not in January. Are we ready for the progasm? It's a dry cold. Yes, yes, we're ready to get to gasm any moment now. <laughs> Gotta talk about the progasm. What kind of music is this? It's the porn music. That's weak porn music. <laughs> I don't know. I need a little more boom shika wow wow. Uh, speaking of boom shika wow wow, how about that Blickman Engineering, huh? Wow wow wee wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Innovate, innovating your homebrew so you don't have to. That's or, right. Or uh, innovating your, innovating your, innovating your home. Easy for me to say. Innovating, innovating your, your homebrew. Innovating so, your homebrew. So, so you can brew better beer. That's right. Yeah, check them Finally. out. They, they, they got a, lot, a ton of great stuff. Uh, you know, they're always inventing new things. And uh, the place to check them out, besides the uh, homebrewers conference, the AHA conference, you can check out uh, at BlickmanEngineering.com. Blickman with two N's. Engineering.com. And a C-H. And God knows how many E's and C's and H's in engineering. Uh, and there's probably a G in there, too. Uh, mm-hmm. Go check them out. Uh, they've got the uh, top-tier systems, Tower of Power, Hop Rocket, uh, Beer Gun. They're always inventing new stuff, always coming up with ways, to, again, to innovate your, your brew day That's and right. uh, make it uh, more repeatable, easier, and just a lot cooler and a lot more fun. So check it out. Uh, good people there at Blickman Engineering. They've been sponsoring the show, paying for the show so you don't have to. So the very least you could do is go to the website, give them an email, uh, tell John Blickman we sent you and, and that you appreciate that he is uh, parting with that money so uh, uh, you can enjoy the show free of charge. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're we're doing another progasm and we are uh, continuing the series. We're going to talk about licensing and permits today. So, uh, alongside financials, which we covered last show, licensing and permits is one of the biggest uh, headaches for people. Matter of fact, you know, I I got somebody that emailed me uh, just the other day. It was like, all right, so do I, you know, what kind of licensing and permits do I need? I'm like, yeah, Google them. Um, Here's a like, list of everything that I've looked at. Right. What? Right. So, uh it's like, uh, you know, I see that beer manufacturing is covered under, you know, this. And it's like, you know, um, you know, quite simply, the feds control production of alcohol and the states control essentially the sale of alcohol. Um, so, you know, it's it's federal and state. And then not to mention your, your local city and zoning and planning and all that uh, plays in it as well. So let's do this. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll kind of dive right into the whole uh, uh, licensing and permits for your new brewery. Back after this. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the Intuitive Beer Gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant weld thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The Auto Sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. 
with more cutting-edge equipment coming soon. Keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of holy pops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters, this is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Are you a member of the American Homebrewers Association? Well, you should be. Members of the AHA can focus on brewing beer, and the AHA takes care of the rest. The American Homebrewers Association advocates on behalf of homebrewers like you to legalize the hobby in all 50 states and make sure that beer laws make sense. Plus, there are many great benefits that come with your AHA membership, like pub discounts that give you awesome deals at bars, restaurants, breweries, and more. Zymergy Magazine and eZymergy. For tons of articles, how-tos, easy-to-follow recipes, and news about the hobby you love. And access to the members-only content on homebrewersassociation.org. But the AHA can't do it without your support. Join today so the American Homebrewers Association can keep fighting for your homebrewing rights. Visit homebrewersassociation.org or join right now from the homepage of the Brewing Network website. Relax. Don't worry. It's the American Homebrewers Association. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmaster's Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmaster's database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmaster's Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. 
Brewmaster's Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Back to the two guys that know how to turn beer into beer. This is Brew Strong. All right. So you decided to form your brewery and uh, open another beer. And you you know one of the the, the things that uh, people first dive into is like well yeah, what would i how do i get started what what paperwork do i need it's yeah. the paperwork that trips up a lot of people i um when we were doing heretic uh you know one of the first things i did i was like oh freaking paperwork i don't want to do all this paperwork how do i do all, i don't know how to do all this paperwork you know, how do i do it you know is there the first thing i did was look for somebody to do it for me and uh, I asked around. I found out, you know, oh, this is the craft beer attorney up here and things like that. And, and dude couldn't be bothered to respond to my, you know, request <laughs> to chat with his highness. So, you know, that didn't work. And then I found a company up in uh, Oregon that was willing to do it, real responsive, great company. But they asked for $8,000. And at the point, I was like, $8,000? Oh, my God. You know, I can do it for cheaper than that. You know, I'll, I'll do it myself. And I didn't realize, you know, several trees later worth of paper, I was thinking, yeah, $8,000, that's that's not too bad. <laughs> I think I, I, think I would have paid $8,000. Yeah. yeah, I think I think it would have been a fair trade if I, you know, had the 8000 to spare and didn't have time. I would, you know, if, if I would have used that time... Um, uh, you know, uh, successfully for other things to move the business forward, and I had the money to spend. Then I, I think that would have been a, actually a pretty decent use of eight thousand dollars, just because you know there's a lot of uh, a lot of opportunity for messing up on the in the paperwork. But you know, many many brewers have done this, and many many breweries have done this by themselves. So uh, not too difficult, and uh, you know, there's you know some people around you to to help answer those questions the first thing you gotta do is form some sort of business entity right uh corporation uh limited liability corporation llc uh c corp and s corp all these different kinds of you know partnership uh sole proprietorship things like that 
the type that you form is going to depend on, you know, what your goals are, you know, how you imagine money flowing through from one, from point A to point B and paying yourself and profitability and the tax consequences. And you really want to talk with your tax experts and, uh, you know, uh, about what kind of corporation you form and what you expect to, to have happen. What I did was uh, a lot of people start LLC. Uh, what I did is I started with a C corp because right off the bat, I believed that a couple of things: one that I'd need you know investors, and the other that I wanted to grow this thing uh, as big as I could, and and uh, uh, you know we'd be uh, you know uh, taking advantage of the C corporation. Uh, tax advantages versus the the punishment of having a C corporation to start with. You can get double taxed on your money if you're not careful. So, yeah. um, you know, that's why most people do an LLC. But uh, mm-hmm. I realized I wanted to grow big and fast and, and strong. And you can convert from one type to another, but sometimes it can be cumbersome and expensive. So, uh, you know, it, it requires speaking with a... Uh, you know, a tax expert. Well, and John, you recently formed uh, uh, Palmer Brewing Solutions. Palmer yeah. Brewing Solutions solved my brewing, Palmer. And uh, <laughs> so, what did you what did you form there? LLC, I would imagine. Uh, I did an, an S corp. S corp. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scorp. Yeah. My uh, my um, CPA um, told me that. The LLC, like the sole proprietorship, makes all of your earnings. Um, you makes you liable for you know tax liable for all of your earnings. Uh-huh. Whereas with the S corp or a C corp, you can pay yourself a salary mm-hmm. and then take all and and only pay self employment tax on that salary, and then um, you would any other earnings of the company that you. You know, would partake of um, would be only taxed as a dividend, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to salary or you know. So, lower tax rate uh, for yourself, um, as well as some you know better liability coverage um, in an S corp or a C corp than in an right. LLC. Well, I guess part of the the and I'm no tax expert, but I guess part of the issue with uh, the corporations is that. If you leave the money in the corporation, you know the corporation gets taxed at it, and then if you pay yourself after that, uh, you take the money out after that, you get um, taxed on yeah, it personally as well. So you get double taxed. So if you're going to do that, and it's you know you're the only one in the corporation, you need to make sure that all the money gets paid out to you either as a salary or a dividend or something because if you don't and the corporation has profits left over they get taxed and then you get taxed as you take it out so right. um, you know some caution and again uh, you know consult your tax expert there and you know y- when you do that conversation with your tax expert you, you need to have an idea of how you envision this this brewery starting the funding how it's growing things like that and so that's one of the first things to do. And a lot of uh, uh, CPAs and, and attorneys can help you with uh, forming the corporation as well. You can do it online. Uh, the, the tricky thing is deciding, you know, what kind of entity you're going to form. And that might also vary by state. Yeah, that's right. In California, you got to pay, I think, at least $800 uh, 
uh, a year annually for a corporation, regardless mm-hmm. if you have any any uh, revenue or not. All right, so you form your corporation, you're going to get yourself a federal tax ID. Federal tax ID, that's um, kind of an employer number, it's, and it's used in so many things, and especially in tracking your TTB and ABC paperwork. So you got to have a federal tax ID. It's free to get. You go onto the federal tax or federal site, and, you know, you can apply for a tax ID there. Uh, some of these companies that'll set you up your corporation, they also have like a checkbox. Yeah, get me my federal tax ID number as well, and they'll do that for you. And it's free or, or nothing, or they'll include it in the package. You can go to you know one of these online lawyer things. But you got to get yourself a federal tax ID. Or if you're doing like a sole proprietorship or something, it goes into your social security number. That wasn't enough to freak you out uh, and make you go to a corporation. Uh, you know, again, you you deal with alcohol and all sorts of things. And not that a corporation necessarily protects you fully from things you might do with your brewery. Um, it does offer some some protection from uh, any from liability. So... Uh, good idea. Yeah, so you get your form your corporation, you get your federal tax ID, you're gonna um, get your business license and uh, business permits. You can uh, uh, you'll do that at your uh, your whatever city you're going to be operating in. They'll sometimes uh, you know if you're in unincorporated area of a county, um, you know you get a county license and permit. But uh, you know, if you're in a city, then there'll be a, a, a city licensing and permit, and those the fees from that can range from minor to absolutely ridiculous for what you get in return. Just depends on the city, and those are pretty easy to get. Go down to your city hall and ask them what what you know uh, licensing and, and permitting you need to uh, operate in in that city. There's also uh, a couple of good websites out there. That I've seen that um, they you you type in the location you're going to be doing business in and what kind of business you're going to be doing, and it'll actually give you a list of all the permits and all the licenses you need and who to contact to get each of those. I found that after I did all this <laughs> separately, um, and it's pretty. Inclusive. I've seen the lists that they generate, and they're actually pretty darn good. Um, so, you know, you can check those out. Uh, it may not cover everything that you need, but I think it'll even have that disclaimer. Um, you know, may not cover everything you need, but you might might take a look for for some of those. Those are those are pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Then you're going to get your business bank account, or you can get it before you get your business license and permit, I guess. Um, usually a tax, a federal tax ID is enough to get a, a business bank account. And you want to do that because you always want to work out of your business bank account. Again, it's for liability. If you're working out of your personal funds, they consider that um, you are personally liable for everything that happens in that business. So you need to set up a business bank account. A lot of times people say, oh, why do I need to set up the account? It's extra hassle, extra expense. It's like, no, no, no. It's a liability issue. You want to make sure you do that. You want to treat your business like a business. Again, you're producing alcohol. And while you know 
you shouldn't be liable for stupid things people do after consuming alcohol. Somebody could come back and pin it on you that it was your alcohol that was used in a drunk driving accident that killed 10 people. And therefore, you know, you're liable. And you don't want to be personally liable for that. Then you love that. Isn't that great? It's an amazing world we live in. It's no one's fault. Except the people with money. Yeah. It's always their fault. But it's not your fault that you brewed the beer, Jamil. It's White Lab's fault for producing superior yeast. There you go. So I'm going to go after uh, after Whitey. You should. Yeah, I'm going to just pass on the responsibility. I would. You know, if I didn't have the yeast, I wouldn't have alcohol. So uh, no. Um, so then uh, you go on from there. You can uh, you know you can go ahead and uh, sign a lease on a building or purchase a building, something like that, if you get a space. Uh, you, you, we talked about that in the in the show on uh, location and, and zoning and all that. You want to make sure that you can actually conduct your business there. Uh, you could start in on your building permits, your plans. You're going to need uh, plans drawn up to submit to get your building permits. You get your building permits, and then you can start uh, working on your building. And you can file with the TTB. Now, the thing about filing with the TTB and filing with the, your state licensing, uh, usually a state license, they want to see you have your federal license first. You can go ahead and file for it, but they're going to ask you, did you file for your federal first? And the feds, now, they say that they want to issue you your license when you are a few weeks out from brewing. They, they, they want you ready to brew before they issue you the license. They don't want to issue the license on an empty building and with no equipment and stuff like that. That's why you need to kind of get your building going first and um, you know be kind of ready to, to do it. And they will ask you, you know, uh, you, you, you can't get your Fed permit until you have your building. And they want to know who the... the um, you know, landlord is who owns the building, things like that. Again, they're they're trying to avoid you working in some criminal element on producing alcohol. So uh, that's why you need your your building uh, your building first. But then you're going to file with the TTB and remind me what TTB stands for. Tax and Trade uh, Bureau. Okay. So people used to think um, uh, ATF. Well, they changed all that around and it may change around again they they talk about turning it over to um the uh food and drug uh fdc or fda uh uh for uh controlling alcohol production but that has a lot of people scared so who knows they're trying to consolidate government down and save money uh if they get rid of the ttb i think that would be a bad thing actually um, ttb.gov by the way Yes, ttb.gov, and they actually have uh, quite a nice website with a lot of information there, and you can actually file now, I believe, online for your beer uh, permit, and uh, when I did it, it, it was all paper, and you had to print out this this paper thing and fill it all out. It was all PDFs, so you could fill a lot of them out um, you know, online or on in electronic form, and then that helps because you constantly are changing things when you figure something out. There's a lot of little fields that are that are tricky. Uh, you got to plan on it taking at least 90 days to file uh, for your TTB. And, and the interesting thing about the TTB uh, filing process is if you make a mistake, 
they um, kind of reject it. They they'll tell you, and then you're going back to the like the beginning of the the line, right? You're or the end of the line. You you know you you file it. It waits in this line until it marches to the front, and then they look at the next one in the pile, and they're flipping through it. And if there's a whole bunch of errors, they're just like, oh, you know, let me work on the ones that have no errors. And then they put it to the side. They work on the ones that are complete that they can get through really quick and get those people licensed because they're swamped. They have thousands of these things coming in. They got like two people working on it. And uh, so it's just like, well, here, let's quickly license all these people who have it correct. And then they're going to go back to the ones that are screwed up. So you want to submit it correctly the first time. Because it just keeps bouncing you back, and it's going to take you forever. But you know, it can take at least ninety days to get through the queue. I've heard people get them done in like thirty days. I've heard people years. So you need to be careful of that. And the other thing you're going to want is to make sure you have a thousand dollars on hand for the bond. So you need to put a bond down for to make sure you're going to pay your your federal taxes. And up to a certain amount of production. This thousand dollar check you give them is enough. Uh, you need to keep increasing that bond for um, you know as you as you up production. And the f- interesting thing is when you go to um, they used to actually do a site visit. They would come out and visit your production facility and look, inspect things and make sure you're all set up and everything was was good and legal. Now what they do is they just talk to you on the phone. They do an interview. <laughs> And the interview, the awesome. most of the questions center around: Do you does your business plan uh, include paying your federal taxes? You know, you, you're supposed to answer yes. No. And you know, do, does your you know plan uh, envision you being able to pay your taxes? Yes. <laughs> You know, so they have a couple of questions in there. You're going to think it's a trick question. It is. Where they're just like... <laughs> it is a trick question. You know, are you going to pay us the tax money is really what they want to know. And you're just, you just keep telling them yes. You're going to pay it. You're going to pay it. And you, you're, you've got the money to pay it. You plan on paying it. You plan on keeping accurate records. You plan on uh, securing everything. You plan on, you know, being nice and responsible. And that's essentially what the interview is. And that's, you know... The, the big part of the Fed, the uh, Fed paperwork. And you're going to discover, you know, if you're doing uh, a contract or alternating proprietorship or something like that, it's going to be different. If you're contract, you, you don't need this uh, this uh, whole license thing. If you're if you're uh, alternating proprietorship, you need the full license, just like a traditional brewery. In addition, besides that, you're going to need a few extra letters explaining that you're alternating, and they have those on the Fed site as well. So there's a whole bunch of things. I, I guess we could walk through a Fed packet maybe on some show in the future, but it's going to be really dry and take forever. Uh, but that might be a good thing to do. Uh, i tell you what's also a good thing to do is uh, sign up for the AHA, uh, the American Homebrewers Association. They actually uh, do some work with the government. The Brewers Association does. They have uh, people that kind of monitor what's going on with alcohol legislation in the craft beer world and in the homebrew world. And they actually support efforts to legalize homebrewing in, in the states that, that uh, uh, don't allow it. And, uh, you know, they kind of keep an eye out on things for you. And they really support uh, the homebrew community. I've been a member of the mm-hmm. governing committee for eight years, and I'm on my ninth year now. 
And, um, you know, I think over that eight years, the AHA has really become better and better at really supporting the membership and trying to, uh, you know, do the best for homebrewing possible. And I think the way you can support the AHA in their efforts is by becoming a member. It's uh, like 38 bucks right now. And with it, you get a great magazine, Zymergy. You get the pub discount program. You get uh, uh, to participate in things like the uh, the uh, an opportunity to participate in the uh, Homebrewers Conference. You get uh, a, a chance to be at the uh, members-only session at the GABF. Uh, you, know, you get the great forums for, for uh, the AHA. Uh, a lot of great stuff. And if you sign up through the Brewing Network, uh, brewingnetwork.com, if you use that link, the Brewing Network gets a, a few bucks back as well. So uh, it's a win-win all around. You get, uh, you know, uh, great representation, great magazine, great discount program. You get uh, uh, to support the AHA and their efforts. You get to support the, the Brewing Network and get and get uh, free programming like this. So all around a good thing. I think uh, a win for everybody, wouldn't you say, John? Yes, indeed. I, I, I really think it's fair to say that United, the craft brewing um, movement in the United States would not be where it is without the American Homebrewers Association. Absolutely, and without uh, you know American Homebrewers Association or yeah. homebrewers worldwide. Yeah. So uh, continue to support and uh, check that out. While we do this, when we take a short break, when we come back, we'll we'll dive into uh, uh, the 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 state licensing requirements. Back after this. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months to the the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Seven short minutes of California State Route 101. There lies a secret oasis for all craft beer lovers. It's relax, grilling, and chilling, bro! Relax, grilling, and chilling in Hollister, California is a craft beer lover's dream come true. Not like a creepy JP dream. Like a normal craft beer lover's dream. 30 taps pouring your favorite craft beer. Visit Relax Grilling and Chilling on Facebook to see the most up-to-date beers and what's on the grill. Let us grill so you can chill. Angus burgers, filet mignon, and ribeye steaks, dogs and sandwiches, and more. Great food, great beer in a place where you can kick back and relax. Tuesdays are brewery nights. Come in to celebrate, and you're not limited to enjoying your favorite brew at the restaurant. Relax Grilling and Chillin' has beer to go. Relax, grillin' and chillin'. Let them grill so you can chill. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. 
Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the homebrewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your homebrew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. This summer, Reed Antis from New York won fully paid tuition to the 2012 World Brewing Academy Concise Course in Brewing Technology thanks to Lalamon and Danstar and their 2012 Beer School Contest. It was so much fun, they're doing it again. Announcing Danstar's Beer School 2013 Contest. From now until December 13th, 2012, every time you use Lalamond or Danstar Premium Brewing Yeast, your empty packet is your entry for a chance to win a professional brewing course. In the Beer School 2013 contest, Lalamond will sponsor two lucky winners, one professional brewer and one home brewer in a random drawing for fully paid tuition to the 2013 World Brewing Academy web-based concise course in brewing technology worth nearly $4,000. This course will change the way you think of beer and brewing. Get your official entry form and rules at danstaryeast.com. Get brewing with the dry yeast advantage from Lalamond and Danstar. Visit danstaryeast.com. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Back to your hosts, Jamil Zanashev and John Palmer. Putting the testicles in technical. This is Brew Strong. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, progasm. And I'll tell you, if you want a progasm too, our fine sponsor, <laughs> adamandeve.com. Oh, Lord. Well, I'll tell you for sure. It wasn't short, your best. It wasn't your best segue, but it was a good right. One. It was it was effective. Any segue in a storm, right? Well, you know uh, what they say. You know, <laughs> what do they? You say, want a John? job done right? Get a man a power tool. Thus, <laughs> 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 go to AdamandEve.com. Uh, I'm going to take a swing at you, Palmer. You can you can go ahead to, to AdamandEve.com <laughs> to get your power tool, and for a short time only, you use the offer code Jamel J A M I L. And you can get your power tool at 50% off. 
Yep, you can get almost any one item at 50% off with that offer code. So you can choose a, a new adult toy, lube, power power tool, or almost anything from over 18,000 adult products. And when you use that offer code, Jamel, J-A-M-I-L, you get to choose three free adult DVDs also, uh, a free mystery gift, and free shipping on your entire order. And the DVDs, you know, I could just send you the uh, the uh, the uh, goat in uh, in rubber suits DVDs. They're going to send you. You can actually choose unless it was, unless that's what you're into. Yeah, that's what you're into. Yeah. You can get that. I, I tell you what, you know what you can get. You can get yourself anal, amateur, Asian, big breast, big butts, bisexual, chunky, coeds, fetish, gay, interactive point of view, lesbian, milfs, brewcaster on brewcaster, any of that stuff. The real, real kinky brewcaster on animal, you can get that too. The super All deluxe the, package, the super deluxe, right from AdamandEve.com. Check it out; they got a lot of stuff, and it's really actually uh, quite a nice company. With uh, uh, they do uh, socially responsible stuff, they do. and uh, like I said, eighteen thousand products. It's not all. Uh, 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 totally rude stuff, but if you're into that, they got that. But you can get something uh, sensual for your for your loved one as well. Something uh, something classy. So check it out. Uh, use that offer code Jamel J A M I L. You get the fifty percent off one item. You get the three free DVDs. You get the free mystery gift. You get the free shipping, and you can even do it on your mobile phone. Check it out today. AdamandEve.com. All right, so we're talking uh, about licensing, and we kind of covered the the, the state. Uh, licensing stuff, federal, or uh, the federal fe- federal licensing, and the the federal license. It's your your you have forms for every person involved. We were talking in the previous show about financing, and anybody ten percent or more stockholder, they want uh, a form on those people. They have to all their they need personal references, any laws that they've broken, any times they've been arrested, you know, where their money's coming from, all the stuff they'll need on those people. That's why if you have investors, you need to make sure they're clean enough to, to get a brewery license. And uh, you'll need to fill out more paperwork. If you have a lot of people that are, you know, ten percent, you're gonna need a lot of paperwork. Uh and then you need uh you know forms about your building you need to draw out, you know, plans. You need, uh, you know, all that stuff. Uh, it takes quite a bit. And again, um, the federal site has a pretty good list of all the forms you need in order to do a license. So that's a, a good place to start. And then if you're doing an alternating proprietorship, there's a few extra forms that you're going to need to fill out, and they have those as well. They have, actually have boilerplate letters that you can fill out. For the state, like I said earlier, they want you to have the TTB done first before they issue your license for the state in a lot of states. Uh, some states, I think it's like no big deal. You you know, pay $10 and they're just like, here you go, here's your license. Um, but most of them are going to rely on the TTB done, being done first. They assume the TTB has checked you out enough to, to do there. Uh, and this is where you're going to want to be prepared for all the nitpicky little stuff. This is where, you know, they're going to come and look at the building. They're actually going to inspect, you know, uh, in most states they'll have local inspectors come and, and see what your setup's like and make sure it's not, uh, you know, in the basement of an elementary school or something like that. And that also goes along with the zoning. Um, if you're within a certain distance of, you know, schools or churches or things like that. They're going to want you to notify all those surrounding residents. 
again, that's not necessarily in every location. I, I think I was at Nicosia and they were telling me that uh, if you go to Nicosia, there's like a house right across the street. There's a church just behind the building and they're surrounded by houses and churches and schools or whatever. And um, here in California, that just wouldn't fly. You can't be that close. Um, if you are, you have to prove that you're not impinging on their quiet enjoyment of their building. Uh, elsewhere, that may not be the case. But uh, you know, be prepared for things like notices to the neighbors and the neighbors having a right to you know complain and uh, you know prevent your your license from going through. So uh, be sure to find out from your local ABC what a good zoning area is. We we did a show talked about zoning uh, and location. You need to to check that out as well. Uh, let's see uh, other permits that you might need. Um, out-of-state permits. If you are uh, going to send your beer to another state, if that's part of your idea, let's say you're you're in the uh, uh, crotch of a state where you've got another couple of states next to you, and you want to. This is, I guess, maybe this would be with location. If you're in the crotch of a state where big cities are across the state line, you need to make sure that you're legal to distribute into those states. Uh, I'm not sure what every state is like, but I know that uh, all the states I've talked to, they require some sort of permit, and they almost always require a distributor to be used in those states. You can self-distribute a lot of in a lot of states yourself uh, in your own state. For when you brew beer in California, you can just self-distribute all you want. But when you want to go out to Oregon or Washington or Colorado or or wherever, they require you to use a distributor, and they require you to file a permit, and that requires certain documentation, certain fees. Uh, you know, in some cases, like um, I think uh, state of Idaho, it's free. You just need to fill out this form and send it in to them, and then you have to do it every year. In some states, they want $250 per brand of beer that you're selling. Not So in your brand is, like Heretic is not necessarily the brand. The brand would be Evil Twin is a brand. Evil Cousin's a brand. Shallow Grave is a brand. So every brand of beer uh, requires an extra fee. You know, in some states, it's 250 or so per beer. So if if I wanted to sell our little beers there, you know, we're two grand worth of fees to sell our beers uh, if you're not going to sell a lot of beer in that state and again that's direct profit hit to your profit if you're selling uh, you know you need to sell you know 10 grand worth of beer just to probably to break even so uh, you know you need to be uh, cautious or you know at least cognizant of uh, you know going to another state that you're going to need these permits and uh I heard an interesting story when I was in Idaho. They were telling me how some uh, uh, brewers went to Idaho and were selling their beer in Idaho, and then they discovered that they needed this permit in Idaho, and they had to pull all their beer back out of Idaho. Oh, good. And then file this permit and then later go back in. Wow. And it's a free permit. I mean, it's just a you know, one page form that you fill out, or maybe it's a couple of pages. You have to, you know, everybody involved in the principals in the company have to sign this, fill it out. 
and you mail it in it goes to police department and they they essentially sign it and say you know thanks you know send it back to you and you're all done but you have to do it every year and you have to uh make sure you filed that so uh kind of an interesting thing wouldn't you say john that uh each state yeah. is completely different each you know when yeah. they repealed prohibition every state got the right to regulate alcohol as they saw fit and so there's a whole wild collection of laws out there hmm. yeah i wonder what it's like in alaska cold yeah i mean but uh <laughs> Oh. I would imagine they have they don't they have a lot of local brewery competition and so on. Yeah, they got quite a they got a, quite a few breweries now in Alaska. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's stacking up. You know, considering uh, you only have like five cities you can actually live in year round. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they're uh, they're amassing uh, quite a quite a brewing uh, uh, enterprise there going on. All right. Uh, another interesting uh, permit that you're going to need: federal food processing for terrorism. Right. So there's a like a, a <laughs> federal good, food processor. They need to eat too. You know what I mean? Thing that you need to fill out. And I've heard brewers like refusing to fill it out and not wanting to pay and doing all this stuff. It takes like 15 minutes. You go online. You type in a few fields. You hit submit. And right. Agree to. You know, it's essentially so. If uh, if there's some sort of attack against, you know, uh, the federal or you know U.S. food production for terrorism, like they're trying to put slip something into the food, uh, you know, production uh, machine and kill a whole bunch of people, then you know, and they hear that it's against breweries, they can contact you and say, "Hey, all you breweries, look out for." Somebody's Organic trying to, or something yeah, like somebody's that. trying to slip you something in your hops or something like that, or in your malt or something like that, right? Wow. So you know, pay attention. Uh, you know, it's it's just you know uh, a registration thing. It's not not a big deal. Doesn't doesn't cost anything, and you do it like once. It takes like fifteen minutes. Um, you also have your your colas, your uh, your your certificate of label approval. So when you um, uh, get your te- and you you can only do these once you get all your you know federal and state licensing like colas. Um, every time that you sell beer, it needs to have a label. Every label that for every brand needs to be approved before you can sell it. So, in order to get this approval, you submit it online through a thing called the COLA Online, which is a federal site, and you fill out information about the brand, and you upload an image of the label, and then if everything is correct on the label, they approve it. If not, they reject it, and you have a chance to correct it, and then they'll take a look at it again. If you do it right from the very first time, it takes you know, a week maybe to get it approved. It's really quite quick compared to when they you had to submit papers. Certain things are going to require formulas, and the federal formulas are required for things when you do things not really standard in brewing. You might consider them standard in craft brewing, but if you're going to be adding different, you know, flavorings or if you're going to age a beer in a... If you're going to age a beer in oak, that's fine. No approvals needed. 
wood age, or you're going to wood age a beer. No approvals needed. No formulas needed. You still need your label. If you're going to age a beer in Chardonnay barrels, you need a formula. If you're going to age in bourbon barrels, you need a formula. Hmm. Uh, but if you're going to age in wood, no formula. So anytime you specify some ingredient that's in the beer, you need a formula. And uh, you file for these formulas. The formulas take a lot longer to get approval on. Once they're approved, then you can file for your label. And once you have that label approved, then generally your state wants label approval as well. And the states like it if the TTB has already approved these. Then you just include a copy of the federal approval is what I do, and then send it to the state. And the state's like, yeah, feds are fine with it, I'm fine with it. And then they, they sign those off. And then uh, certain states, California is one of them, requires price posting. And you're required to list before you sell your beer what price it's selling at and what quantities and what counties. And it's, it's quite a long, cumbersome process it can take. When I produce a new product, it can take me a full day to update the price posting uh, in all the counties. And that's uh, just so. I mean, what does that do for the the state? I wonder. Um, they say that it is to ensure an orderly and fair marketplace, so that the consumers and everybody is treated fairly. So. I am not allowed to charge in some states you can you can charge individual retailers whatever price you want. I could go to one place and say, "Yeah, I'll give this to you, you know, 10 bucks for a half barrel keg." People next door, I don't like them, I could charge them 300 bucks for the same keg. Mm. There's some states that allow that. In California, I have to charge the same price to everybody within a county. And it's broken up by county. So in this county, um. If I sell it to one retailer for you know hundred bucks for a keg, I got to sell it to the other one for hundred bucks for a keg. Now I could run out, you know, sell all of it to the first guy, and then sorry, I can't sell any to the next guy because I don't have any. Right. You know that's that's fine. But if I had it, I got to offer it at the same price, same price for everybody. Um, I like they're going to find out. Right. Who knows? But. If they do find out, and you're doing something like that, so then the, the it's very- a ten thousand dollar fine minimum. <sighs> and if you get three of these things, you're out of business. They can take away your license, and you cannot. You never want to screw with the feds or the state in, right. in areas where your licensing is involved. Yes, because they'll pull you. They pull your license. Yeah. you're out of business. There is no way around it. You're you cannot continue to produce products. So you have to respect these people and do as they ask. Well, then what's the what's with the differences between beers? You know, you go to the store right. and beers they they vary. That some local craft brewers are ten dollars right. a six pack. Right. Other right. local craft brewers are eight dollars a six pack well, for a pale ale. Well, the same product. And well, see, and that's that's the thing. It's not the it's same not the product. Brewery. Well, basically, well, but see, the the brewery can charge whatever they want. You charge whatever you want for your product, Mm -hmm. right? Right. right. However, you have to charge the same thing to every retailer. And most breweries are trying to be competitive and get in there. You know, they're making a little bit for, you know, they they have their costs. They try and make a little bit of money, enough to survive. And then the beer goes to the individual retailers or distributors and then out to retailers. Mm -hmm. The thing is, you can't control the pricing 
uh, you know, in California, I can't control the price that the distributor charges to the retailers. They can charge anything they want. Mm. And I can't control what the retailers charge to the consumers. I have no control over it. I can't tell a, con- a retailer, no, you can't sell that for, for more. Uh, you have to sell it for whatever price. I set my pricing and fair margins so that, you know, people can find a value mm-hmm. on our beer at the store and look at it and go, yeah, that's fair value. And then I go into stores and I see it marked up several dollars past what a fair markup is, yeah. in my opinion. Right. And I'm like, wow, they're making like 100% on this beer. They're really charging a lot hmm. to the consumer. I have no control over it. I can't do anything. I, yeah. can't, I can't tell them they can't sell it. I can't tell consumers not to go to that store. I can't do anything. I can't. I have like no if you, control if you, over it. If you cared enough, you couldn't say, "Hey, I think you're ripping everyone off, and I'm not going to sell to you anymore." Like you don't I, I have that. I can't do that. It, it, is it by law or because I, you I don't have go, the luxury? I, I of, can tell them I think you're ripping people off. Yeah, but you, you so, you know, so there's no nah, 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 nah. there's no right to refuse service, right? In in the beer right. industry, exactly. That's, I mean, you you could, yeah, but. You know, you're not really allowed to. I, I guess if somebody's doing something detrimental to your brand, maybe you could. Mm-hmm. But I have no well, control over price related stuff. I think price gouging is detrimental to the brand, don't you right. think? Yeah. Well, but, you know, in a in a fair and orderly marketplace, people go in there and they go, no, I'm not going to buy it here. It's too expensive. Mm, I'll true. go down to the other store and buy it. And I see some places that are respecting, you know, the industry standard markup right. and they're. You know, and they're just, you know, I, I see what happens with our price and, you know, I'm like, oh, that's great. But I can't tell people, oh, that's the place to go. They're selling it right. for, you know, what's a fair markup. All right. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll wrap up with uh, any of your questions after this. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. When Michael Fairbrothers started Moonlighting, he had no idea how quickly his dream was going to grow. Having homebrewed for 15 years, Michael decided to go pro, but not with beer. While attending his homebrew club meetings, he saw ladies knocking their men out of the way to try his mead. Moonlight Meadery is now two years old and can produce 200,000 bottles a year. It's the first New Hampshire winery to ever distribute to K 
California and Australia. In fact, you can find Moonlight Meadery Meads in Connecticut, Massachusetts, Maine, Rhode Island, Vermont, and New Hampshire. And they ship direct to 17 states. They produce 56 different varieties of mead and are unlike anything you've ever seen on the market. Michael Fairbrother at Moonlight Meadery is a real success story that can make the BN Army proud. Visit Moonlight Meadery in Londonderry, New Hampshire or online at MoonlightMeadery.com. In a world where everything has been lost. What happened to the city? It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. Uh, I need a drink. No, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Have you ever dreamed of taking a beer tour through Belgium or Germany, but weren't sure how to even start? Or were afraid of missing the best places and events? Or maybe you just wish you had a local insider to take you around? Well, there's only one American tour company featured in the Good Beer Guide to Belgium, Belgian Beer Me. Your personal beer tour guide of Belgium and Germany is ready to go at BelgianBeerMe.com and at BambergBeerMe.com. Founder Stu Stewart personally leads eight tours a year to Belgium and Germany visiting the finest breweries, beer cafes, abbeys, and festivals. Don't buy beer stuff. Buy a beer experience. Birthday presents, stocking stuffers, and the best honeymoon ever. Couples or individuals love Belgian Beer Me beer tours. Your life is now. Sign up for a beer tour today at Belgian Beer Me or BambergBeerMe.com because all that beer is not going to drink itself. A vial of White Labs yeast is the key to your best beer. When you open a vial of White Labs yeast, you're giving your beer its best chance for a perfect fermentation. In addition to their already incredible variety of yeast, White Labs is proud to announce WLP 90, San Diego's Super Yeast, now available year-round. WLP 90 is super clean, super fast fermenting, with low esters and has a neutral flavor and aroma profile. It's alcohol tolerant and highly flocculent. For more of the latest White Labs news, click over to whitelabs.com, where you can read reviews of yeast, learn in the lab section, and join the customer club. And if you should find yourself in San Diego, White Labs has a brand new training facility for craft brewers and home brewers alike. Whitelabs.com. Discover yeast, nutrients, enzymes, and more for commercial breweries, home brewers, and homebrew stores. White Labs. It's all in the vial. 
to the beer guys that make other beer guys look like wine guys. Brew strong. All right, we're back. <laughs> Lively and spry as always. <laughs> right, Palmer? That's right. We're spry as can be. I hear it's really hot where you are right now. Yeah, yeah. Probably 90 or 100 or something like that. Yeah. What are you wearing? <laughs> All right, let's 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 finish this up. All right, uh, okay. one other thing I want to mention is states are going to also have varying rules about other stuff as well. Uh, CRV, uh, state of California, um, the container uh, recycling value thing. Uh, we have to you have to file uh, for you know being part of the program, and you got to file reports and things like that. Uh, rules on selling kegs in California, you have to buy you know if you want to sell kegs over a certain size, you have to buy all this paperwork and file all this paperwork to track the kegs so people aren't having parties with kids or something. Uh, air quality rules, water rules, noise rules, all sorts of things. You know, check with your individual state, but you know, be aware that there's times when you'll need to file that sort of uh, permits and paperwork as well. Uh, and again, I, w- I wish I had uh, one of those websites, um, but uh, gosh, you know, when you it, it was pretty easy to find a link to the websites that uh, list all the the uh, permits and stuff you need to fill out for different types of businesses. All right, we got any questions from the chat? We do. Um, one guess as to who the first question is from. Spider Wrangler. That's right. Buddy. How did you know? He goes, uh, it seems like paperwork is the main hang-up for breweries opening. Yeah. When Jay-Z was starting Heretic, how far past his original planned opening were they before actually doing business? Lots of the new ones around here plan on being open by dates that come around, uh, excuse me, by dates that come and go long before they actually get everything lined up. Ah, good, good question. So, in my case, uh, since we're sharing a building with another brewery, uh, and they're the technically the host, uh, we you're the parasite. Uh, we're the parasite. Um, the, uh, the 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 issue was the feds wanted to see the host's paperwork complete first before they would even look at ours. And so, even though my packet was complete, um, a, a few missing items in the host paperwork prevented the paperwork from being approved. So, it went through that issue where months go by, and then they look at it, and they're like, ah, and they set it aside. And they just keep setting it aside because there's stuff missing from it. And then finally, when they've cleared the backlog of all the stuff that can be easily approved, then they go back to it. And then, you know, it was a lot of back and forth on the host paperwork. And so I couldn't do anything about that. And all I could do was just beg people to, you know, uh, get the paperwork done. And then once that was done, mine went through with zero Mm. problem. It went through in a day. So, you know, that slowed us down. Um, gosh, that was probably three, five months hmm. uh, just because of that. So we could have, you know, and, uh, there were a lot of other things that needed to get done at that building 
before brewing can get done. So uh, I would say it probably costs us in the long run a, a couple of months of possible operating time. Not bad, though, I guess, in the grand not scheme of b- bureaucracy. You know? Yeah, and, you know, I really I would not blame the feds and the state. Um, you know, they're, they got a ton of work to do. Right. Very few people to do it. And uh, yeah, everybody wants to open a brewery. Everyone's in a hurry. And I, I would say if if you have your paperwork correct and, you know, done cleanly and you send it all in properly the way they want it, they're pretty quick in getting it done. Same thing on, like, label approvals. The time when you don't have label approvals quick is because you made some sort of errors and you weren't paying attention to what they need. Way to go, and dude. what the rules are. And then, it you know, it's like... Uh, it's, it's like if you, you get something and it's incomplete and you, you know, you have to respond and explain what the problem is. It's like you just set that aside for now and go through all the ones that are, you know, you go, oh, yeah, that's correct. Okay, done. You're good. You're, you're good. And then you go back to the ones where now you have to explain to somebody what they did wrong. Right. It's like, uh, you know, so you set those aside. So those things take a lot longer. So you just need to make sure you're, you know, if you can do it, you know, quick and easy and make it easy on them they'll make it easy on you they want you to get licensed they want you to be producing beer generating tax revenue that's their mandate and they want you licensed as fast as they can they're they're not there to you know screw with you unless you you prove to be a jerk and then maybe maybe they would well yeah but 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 also they they just want to get you done and out of their hair and move on it's just longer it makes their job harder because then they have to research what you've done wrong no one wants to do that and i've talked to all the people at the ttv and they're all very nice they're all nice normal people just wanting to get you done (laughs) get you on your way if you go to cbc uh the california or the uh, craft brewers conference through the Brewers Association, mm-hmm. the TTB people, they send people there. Yeah. And they have a booth. And you go up and you talk to them and they'll answer questions for you all day long. Really friendly, really nice, real approachable. And uh, they'll give you their business, their business card and say, here's my phone number. If you have any questions, call me. You know, they're, they're swamped. They're absolutely swamped. And uh, so I, I wouldn't, you know, I my experience on the whole thing was, Everybody was trying to help us get licensed. It's just, you know, you need to do certain things to get them what they need in order to, to follow the law. They're not trying to make up law. They're just trying to follow the law and get you done. And so I was really impressed with how everybody tried to get us open. So uh, not, as, not as much of an issue. Okay. Any other questions? We do. This is from Eagle Dude. Uh, he asked, it's not really on topic, but I'll let it slide. Uh, what is a good estimate of profit per ounce or other measurement based uh, on sale of kegs, six packs, bombers, right, blah, blah, blah? This would have gone back to the uh, finance uh, yeah, show. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I, I, I worked with a chart essentially looking at you know how much per ounce i'd need to make in order to make enough money to like pay all the bills and Mm. things like that and you know when you're talking about draft you'll make maybe you know a penny to a couple of pennies per ounce Mm -hmm. and depending on the beer like your your flagship pound it down you know average beer you're gonna make a penny or two an ounce and when you're on your real creative, you know, barrel-aged, high alcohol, maybe you can make, uh, you know, 
five or six cents an ounce in draft. And then when you get into bottles, you can make, you know, anywhere from five to ten cents an ounce. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially in the, the creative craft beer, you know, esoteric stuff, limited release, you might be making ten cents an ounce, nine cents an ounce. Mm. Um, but, you know, generally, you know, five, six, seven cents an ounce is, is a good target. It's not a lot. It's not. No. And you need, so you need, but, you know, that's with all your expenses in there and, you know, you're looking at, you know, what, what your costs are. It, it's a really good way to look at it, though. And it helps you appreciate after expenses, like, wow, I can make a lot of money off a of bottled beer. I can't make any money off a of draft beer. So... Unless, you know, it's if you can sell a lot more ounces at once on a keg, you know, you're selling a half-barrel keg, there's a lot of ounces in there, but it's also a lot of beer. And, you know, you're a lot of times you'll make as much off of uh, a couple of cases of bottles as you will off of a half-barrel of beer. And uh, you don't need to get those cases of bottles back. Like, you have to get the keg back. So, uh, Interesting. Any other questions? That's it. All right. Uh, another good show. I think uh, continuing the program. And I think at the end, we're going to do a, uh, a whole, uh, you know, as many Bunch shows as it takes to, yeah, question and answer about, about the pro stuff. So, uh, you know, think of your questions and uh, write them down, uh, you know, save them up, and we'll, we'll do uh, as many shows as it takes uh, to get people through. Even specific things about paperwork and things like that, if you're, you know, what goes in this field. There's a couple of weird fields on the Fed thing that are that are tricky all right if you enjoy this programming uh go out to the brewingnetwork.com and, and check out the store there i just signed a bunch of yeast books and uh uh you know you can get signed books there you can get uh, a lot of great shirts and other stuff yeah uh, some new shirts some new glassware, glassware more importantly our nice new tulip glasses in the store right now yeah and uh you can even sign up for a uh, brew your own magazine it's a good magazine i write for it john does it every once in a while uh and uh the, when you sign up through the Brewing Network, you click on that link. Even if you're doing renewals, things like that, half of that goes back to the Brewing Network. So it helps uh, considerably provide programming like this. And you get yourself a great magazine to boot. So check it out. Until then, Brew Strong. Brew Strong, everyone. <laughs>